You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 10, covering Mount Fuji and the aftermath in Shadowheart's Covenant. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Fletcher Arnett. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> God, what, what, what? Yeah, Mount Fuji. Uh, before we do that, there are some uh, side quests that we're going to talk in brief. Uh, we're going to mostly be doing a huge side quest um, bit in the next episode because they don't open up until you get to the final dungeon. This is my favorite episode because it was only three hours long. <laughs> the, the last episodes are always long. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so there's a new wolf bout in the cave where you fought Karando's, mo uh, Karando's mom. Uh, and uh, he lowers your defense and uh, tries to uh, hit you with a lot of like high crit attacks. Uh, so you just want to, you know, roll him. So, you know, put mine's eye on him and just take two turns and kill him. Uh, you can head back over to the brick warehouses in Yokohama and uh, the smuggler guy where uh, you bought a crest from him earlier. He has another crest, uh, the boon crest, because that gives you the resurrection spell, which is awesome. Just a better raise. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Besides, you know, we're we're gonna be able to finish like uh, Karen's side quest. One is Karen's side quest here, but beyond that, you know, we're just getting back to the plot. And I skipped over it because I figured we'd cover it next time. Yeah, yeah. So our next dungeon is Mount Fuji. There's a weird etymology note here. I would love to see what the original Japanese describes this area as, because the English calls it Immortal Mountain, but the kanji that spell Mount Fuji do not translate to this. However, the word Fuji does translate to Immortal, among other things. It's just some weird shit. Well, it got translated from the area list before they deleted Fuji, comma, Apple. <laughs> also, that's a pair. God damn it. Yeah, well, <laughs> the gimmick to this dungeon is you're going to find tiny little altars along the path, and inside chests in this dungeon are a selection of multicolored crystals. When you find one, you can shove it in an altar, and they become two-way teleporters. There's a lot of side content in this dungeon on your first run, so you never have to revisit it, probably because they know this is place there? sucks to navigate. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a ring there's a wolf fight. Yeah, I that's mean, there's stuff heavy, that's, dude. It's not literally stuff none that's of that. not necessarily it's not on the critical path. Like, I think or at least there's bits where you could easily miss it if you weren't like exploring every nook and cranny or like any or every order of the orbs, because the order you place them not going to do that to different spots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I only did it. I only had to come back here for the wolf bout because I, I don't know if I just missed it or if I forgot to do or like said, I'll do it later. I did miss an item in this dungeon that was all the way at the end and I had to come back to get it. And then I missed a different one. I, I missed the flame brooch and I'm kind of mad. I you know, I'm not going to do it's... I didn't do any of that because I'm ready to be done by now because mm -hmm. there's like a mechanic. There's there's a there's narrative and mechanical pacing and the narrative pacing is bad, as we've discussed already. But the problem with the mechanical pacing is like. You don't want to both have your party be going full steam and there to be no interesting enemies for 10 yeah. hours. Like maybe you want everything to be going full steam 
like five hours before the end like you're finally fully like 100 percent but there's still to be like new mechanics on the enemy side but there's not even that so it's just kind of i'm just kind of done in all regards by now yeah. even though i'm not necessarily having a bad time like the the weirdest thing is that the final i guess what you could call like the uh the final test challenges are all in these side dungeons and you'd have to go out of your way to do them but even then you're still kind of doing the same you know, I haven't really changed up my my tactics all that much. Yeah, I have my guy with the extreme on, and then he's also got the warlock earrings, and then something else that increases attack, and he does neo, and he transforms into neo Amon and does fifteen hundred per hit every time. That's it. That's the rest of the game. Like that's so so much damage. Because <laughs> I, I don't have the extreme. I didn't bother to try to do that because I I looked at my per, uh perfect percentage and it was like in the mid. 20s sorry that i'm better at video games than you because i just got it right away because <laughs> you save state like a motherfucker not not in combat <laughs> uh geez the only time i save state in combat is when i'm gonna do a five key or a three key huh yeah yeah i mean like i i have mind's eye on all the time so like there's just no way i'm getting perfects with mind's eye like that's just way too hard it's now impossible not to crit on Yuri's first or second hit also, so that's why I do so much damage, because those are the, the because, you know, you do the less damage as ones, you go yeah. through around the ring, so it is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there is a wolf bout here. It is uh, Lobo, the King of Wolves. Uh, and this guy, like, does hit you pretty hard because uh, he has good, you know, a good magic stat, and he will cast Red Cradle, like, a whole time. No, his magic stat sucks. Does it suck? Yeah. I, it still hurt a lot. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does suck. And I was just, you know what? It's because I, I had Blanca underleveled. That would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because because Blanca, you know, the, the four characters that I don't use regularly in my party anymore are all like somewhere between seven to nine, sometimes 10 levels back. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, that would be why difference. you were taking it. No, Lobo's magic stats sucks. Level are you guys by the end of this episode? I think like 47. Okay. 46. I'm like level 52 I'm still also. Max. Yeah, you're you're way way higher level than I was when I was running through here. Yeah, cuz well, I even I my was... first run notes say he's got a terrible magic stat. Cuz that's what I'm basing some of these things off of. Okay. Yeah, cuz with Blanca, I remember I ended up finishing the um Blanca's quest uh with him at level 40 because that final battle like gave him two levels. <laughs> uh so yeah i was like he was probably like 38 or 37 when i got here so like the red cradle like really just beat the shit out of me um but yeah he also has a instant death so you need to have leonardo's bear on because of course um and you get the instant death three from him which is really good uh he also reveals that he is uh blanca's grandfather and said that uh blanca's father was apparently a pussy but he was glad uh that he uh blanca inherited the fighting spirit uh and he suggested you go and visit uh edward the uh the weird uh wolf pervert who uh started off these wolf bouts does he know about the wolf pervert uh he's definitely a wolf pervert no yeah, why does he I, know he... about the wolf pervert okay so <laughs> i was gonna put this in next episode but since uh -huh. you've kind of forced my hand um is this in the you lore? know about the reveal Fuck. where there's three more stamps, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we talked about it. 
Uh, one of those is the old guy who says he was cursed to be a wolf refight. One of those is, is he a Lobo guy is now? Uh, he turns into a guy. Yeah. He's After a... you finish these oh. last three wolf oh, fights. It yes. would be way funnier if you just fought an old guy as part of your wolf. <laughs> um, so that's the final one where Edward dresses up as a wolf and fights you. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it, it, it's like a mascot style wolf costume. It's really yeah, it's his. Oh, it's we his know what song. you mean when you say that. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, there's a reason I called him the wolf pervert. Yeah. Well, it gets weirder, too, because, well, I mean, for one thing, it sucks because in order to see the all of the story of that thing, you have to go back to Henry at least twice in the mirror dungeon or the the, the castle, because, like, you go to fight him and then you leave, you come back, he's a person and he says you have to then fight the guy who is like, you know, Edward, who is in a fursuit and he he hits like a fucking truck. Uh, and then you have to go back to Henry, talk to him again. And he said, oh, I, I uh, you know, I, I did him one better. Uh, so you go. And then when you go back to France, apparently uh, that first uh, wolf you fought, uh, what was his name? Like Tetsu or something? Yes. Like, he was apparently a boy in a wolf costume the entire time. And uh, and Edward gets turned into a bug. Yeah, I figured out why I'm so overleveled. Uh, for most of the enemy encounters in the game, uh, a ring perfect victory is experience plus 20%, uh, which also stacks with the usual enemies have less than this numbers of turns of 10%. So I'm on average just getting 30% more experience. Yeah, that would do it. Jeez. <laughs> which Boy. makes sense given that I got the extreme by default. So at least 65% of the time I'm getting 20% extra XP on top of getting lost all the time. On top of getting also like 20% extra damage every hit. Yeah. That's yeah, this explains a lot. Well, you got to remember, yeah. Matt, that 20% is multiplied three times. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And then you like you throw on the demon's earrings and uh -huh. it just gets real silly. I'm talking like yeah, we're so talking you're... like 1500 usual for Yuri. God, yeah, you know, I, I even with Mind's Eye and the demon stuff, like he's topping out at like eleven, twelve hundred for me. Gotta put that rage unless on, I'm like brother. really, and you gotta get them. Like crits. unless I'm like really, if I'm buffing him really hard, then he'll be more like, <laughs> like get, when I fought Solomon. Gotta get them crits. Yeah, oh, well, I just play it naturally, and I, you know, playing an invisible ring, I usually <laughs> miss the perfects. Well, no, you just buy it to um, do what I did. Just buy a fuck ton of strike area expands because you access, you already bought 99 hit area expands and can't buy more. Well, oh, also, I'm on technical ring. That's why. Also, because everything oh, yeah. is much and much narrower on technical. And you could put less things on you. You and that. Why? Why? Yeah, you're doing you're doing less damage than I am and working harder for it, Matt. Be smart. I, you know what? It, it, it's funny that the the min maxing strat in this game is not to use the what? The menu tells you is the min-maxing strat. That's the min-maxing strat for normies, I guess. I, I guess so. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the wolf bouts. And the thing is, when you finish the wolf bouts, uh, it turns your um, comet attack into red comet, which is the normal, looks like the normal animation. But then uh, then the, the wolf pervert shows up and then does like a rocket punch. I was going to say, guy. but they all have President G's face on them. <laughs> uh, for what it's yeah. worth uh when you max that thing out 
It's still a 20 MP skill that now does 20 hits. Yeah, but it's still so weak. Like, every time I use it, I'm disappointed. because you're using a character that splits the difference between magic and physical, so of course it's shitty, and he's 10 levels underleveled, Matt. Well, I'm saying, like, I had to use him in the Man Festival in a one-on-one, and his just having four attacks did more damage than the Comet. But in group stuff, that is a giant way to boost up combo. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be useful for combos, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, Blanca is not a straight physical character by the end of this game. They have instead become an incredibly potent support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Aurora is a great skill. Yeah, right now, if you've just taken out Lobo and gotten your 12th stamp, you get Aurora, which is just a full heal to the whole party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's expensive, but it's great. But uh, yeah, and then uh, Lobo uh, lies down to die. (laughs) Which, again, we've just spoiled he's going to come back next time, but hey. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's where things get uh, weird, uh, because, yeah, you do have to go and fight him again in the um, I think it's in the Forest of the Wind. And he's young again and at full strength. And then you kill him again. (laughs) Yeah. Grandpa ghosts. Weird. Anyway, we're still in the mountain. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elsewhere down the elsewhere in the dungeon, down another dead end is the final ring soul conversation. Uh, He thanks you and says no matter how much he's had going on lately, he couldn't have done this job without you. Uh, If you consider yourself friends, he tells Yuri uh, you should meet him at a bar sometime and then he's gone. Um, Of note, there are two crests in here. One lets you finish the eternal boneyard in Solomon's key. And, uh, Okay, eventually, after the teleport maze, you make your way to the bottom of the crater where Yuri recognizes the place we saw in the scrying. Uh, just like Fricado and the apes, the ground shakes and the lava parts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's where you find the flare brooch. It's somewhere in the middle of this path. It's invisible. You just have to, you know, sort of mash X hug and the lava. hug the lava, which... Is this where I, I accidentally sure. found a super strong accessory f- uh, weapon for uh, Lucina? I found the Hades fan somewhere. Yeah, it's in um, there. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed very strong. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it it's no Nemesis fan, but it's pretty good. I mean, like, I didn't really use her much, so I didn't. I don't know how much stronger, but just numbers-wise. <laughs> I, might, I might just switch her for Anastasia now that, uh... Anastasia only cast her crest magic basically because the blue magic not super good. Very disappointed in the blue magic. It's really situational. You just, you know, and every time I've tried to like uh, use direct press to see if I can sort of cheat my way to like an easier victory, it never works. It's disappointing. It works on mid bosses and that's basically all it's good for. It is uh, useful in one of the trials uh, if you're not using Joachim. (laughs) Uh, But we'll talk about that next episode. Um, but yeah, you get the, uh, flare brooch, brooch, uh, accessory here. And, uh, this halves the, um, fusion costs to your SP. So if you're going to be in a long battle, it's useful. I mean, I, I don't really necessarily have a use for this unless you could probably pair this up with something like the small jug, which, uh, increases SP loss. Or like if you're pairing it with like spikes or something, uh, Maybe that helps. This would be useful in exactly one fight that happens later in this episode, and then you you'll never have any fight go that long. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's useful to have. There's only two of them in the game. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that the director's cut doesn't rebalance some of this stuff or move a few of these accessories earlier, because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like the flare brooch in this game that you get way later than any competent player is going to need it. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. I mean, like, at best... Is it for if people you have using it on... the auto ring, where they just do way less damage, but don't have to engage Probably. with the systems, right? Like, they're just, play- they're just playing, like, Final Fantasy, basically. Like, I don't know how much that changes this game up, just because I can't imagine doing that, knowing that it's like, for, for two seconds more effort, I can be speeding this up. I mean, if you're really bad at the ring, or you're just really frustrated with it, sure, why not? But then again, you might as well just do normal ring, and it's much easier. I, I guess it's one of those things where I am totally one of the people who is down with a lot of games doing accessibility stuff these days. But yeah, yeah. this also seems like a very backhanded way to do it, well, and that it is penalizing you. Practice Ring also exists. Yeah, that's true. true. There is... There is a lot of modality to it. Uh, although I wonder how the mind's eye works if you have auto ring on, if you just get a flat, you know, probably not at all. to your damage. Yeah, probably not. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, I should mess with that sometime. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. Uh, anyway, we walk through a cavern door and this triggers a cutscene. Um, the form of Nikolai is uh, in the fetal position, sort of chilling in a crystal and uh, Kato is uh, bloodied and uh, beat to shit, uh, sitting alongside a uh, stalagmite. You should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more or less. Uh, yeah, the other guy's, uh, you know, a demon encased in crystal. So he's Recharging by okay. J.O. Crystal. Hmm. <laughs> really <laughs> putting that demon to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Yuri just goes, uh, you okay? And Kato responds, uh, how do you think? Just look at me. Uh, then the apes um, teleport in, and uh, two of them are <laughs> fucked up, uh, Hien and Raiden. Uh, Oka is perfectly fine, because uh, I, I guess there's, you know, they, they said that they wanted to protect Oka no matter what, so I guess she's just not doing anything. Yeah. 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 Uh, so at this point, she's about to do something. Uh, at this point, uh, Nikolai chimes in. Uh, he, he laughs at the uh, team and... Uh, <laughs> Tells them that the world is doomed now. Malice has been released from the tower. It's going to consume the world shortly. And uh, Kato points out that there's uh, no Nikolai left in the body. Uh, and he uh, asks what the hell, uh, you know, Yuri plans to do. And he just says, waste him. Right at the end, uh, Nikolai um, starts gathering power. Or Astaroth, really. Uh, he becomes a uh, Neo-Astaroth. And he says, uh... Yuri asks him, uh, before you destroy, destroy everything, can I ask you a favor? Uh, Astaroth says, uh, what are you, witch human? And he uh, says, I wish you'd shove it. You know where. <laughs> Which is great. Yuri really is the only levity in this thing. And then they turn that in a real dark way shortly. Yuri rules. <laughs> I love that. I mean, he's I'm basically seeing how much people love him based on this final chunk of the game. You can suck my dick and choke on it. I yield the rest of my time. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much the same energy. <laughs> oh, that was great. 
The Neo Astaroth fight sucks. Man, I can't believe I can't believe he said he uh w- wanted to do violence to that white lady. Shaking my head. Are <laughs> <laughs> you saying that Mount Fuji is in a uh, autonomous zone? I was talking about the choke on it part. Wow, oh, ah, just threatening mm, somebody. Mm, mm. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Neo Astaroth is literally the exact same Astaroth fight from earlier with higher stats. The only new move is unless you get exceedingly lucky, he's going to cast Cure Plus on himself to the tune of a grand in health. Doesn't, doesn't do that like, when he only gets two moves. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even a big deal when he does if you have two characters who, you know, do more damage than that in one turn. Yeah. This is yeah. this is just really underwhelming as finishing off a major villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst case, bring a team who can cast Arc Barrier to cut the damage. If you've done this once, you can do it again. The rewards are at least worth it. You get the Astaroth Crest directly from the fight, as well as a Delay 3. <sighs> um, so when the fight ends... We go into a cutscene, Astaroth is dead, and now only Nikolai's dying form remains, and he calls for Karen. Uh, before she can get too close, Yuri jumps in, and, uh, huh, gotcha, Yuri gets hit with fucking more mistletoe garbage. Uh, very underwhelming plot device. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikolai, yes. Nikolai can't get his final revenge, though, because at this point, Kato just rolls up and haymakers him to the ground. Uh, this is the part where, like, Yuri slaps several women out of the way. Right? Is Wait, this what? Oh, yeah, because Kato hits Uka. It looks, like it, she, it looks like he hits Karen out of the way. Then it looks like he slaps Oka out of the way. It's incredible. My man just out of fucking tear. It's a weird choice of animation because, yeah... It does look like that, right? Like, he's just in here backhanding all these women to the ground? I can... Definitely see how it would look like, yeah, uh, he's just smacking around the ladies on the way to Nikolai. But I don't think that's what they're going for. Yeah, no, I hope not. it's not. <laughs> it's very weird for I, that to immediately follow up with what happens with Kato. Uh, uh-huh. So uh, Yuri's out cold. Karen rushes to him. Uh, Nikolai sees one of Astaroth's claws nearby and just decides to kill someone, anyone, so he could just uh, chill out a little bit and let his murder boner go to sleep. Uh, and he lunges for Kato. Uh, and just because Nikolai is a continual fuck up to the very end, he uh, winds up killing Uka instead. Uh, and at this point, Kato is very mad, uh, grabs Nikolai by the skull with one hand and just crushes his head. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. It's pretty brutal. He literally lifts him by the skull, one-armed, and all this idiot gets to scream out is, Karen! As he dies. And we fade to black with Yuri in Karen's arms. Yeah, so Sapiati's Gladio is dead. Yes. We're all dead. Finally. Karen just sobbing, I never got to speak to your manager. (laughs) 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 Well... Thank God I waited to take a sip of coffee. Uh-huh. Uh. Wait, wait. So w- wouldn't the manager be King Solomon? Because he's the king of all the demons. Right? Actually, you're kind of not wrong. Right? I mean, 
we'll talk about Solomon next episode, but like he he is the king of demons. You need to collect the guy's crest in order to like talk to him. Ah. So you 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 do ultimately get to talk to the manager. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying because I posted that competitive racism thing in Discord, and somebody just said the meta's changing so fast it's hard to keep up. I don't think I could be a full time racist. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'm actually uh, I'm actually past my prime racism age. I don't have the reflex and hand eye coordination of a 17 year old. Uh, they just put out new patches every month. It's, it's, ah, a part of, it's a part of BLM Black racist Black slurs have gotten a debuff <laughs> Oh boy I keep trying to use the slope gambit And nobody knows what that means anymore <laughs> That's a joke only for the two of us Fucking <laughs> bludgeon here with the pig Off meta strats I suppose I should probably catch that up. Before you were here, I was uh -huh. discussing a very weird video of a guy dressed as a Gundam going down a mountain on a snowboard. And sweet, because I was half asleep, I somehow delivered it. Yeah, someone's just going down a slope, and I pause. And <laughs> Chris just goes, is that some kind of Joe Biden term that I haven't heard him slur out yet? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, I mean, look, sounds like a 40-year-old slur that yeah. only Joe Biden knows. Yes. I mean, he is going down the slope towards an inevitable death, but you know. Um, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so finally, Hillary will be president like she deserved. Oh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. I can see them being dumb enough to try it. God, that would be so terrible. It'd be so terrible. So, uh, Yuri wakes up in the graveyard again. Uh, he can hear Alice's voice, but she's behind a door he can't break down. This is in the uh, part of the part of the the graveyard that we haven't been able to get to before. I believe it's like you're you're one door past, but not all the way there. Um, so he's he is like you know banging on this door trying to get it open. Um, when he finally gives up and collapses on the ground, he just keeps screaming, "Bite me!" over and over again. <laughs> uh, which is uh. Hilarious. Is this the um, bit where the, where the Joachim says it and Anastasia's like, excuse me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he wakes up in the uh, fountain of uh, Sukune and he's been out cold for three days. Um, and half the party has been um, watching him, you know, just checking to see if he's okay. And uh, he asks what happens to Kato, and Karen says that only uh, Kato and us left that volcano. So, am I to take that to mean that the other two guys just died? Off no, they're around. I don't remember them coming up again. They will in the finale. Okay. Yeah, because that would have been very underwhelming to just have them die off screen. In the post credits that they where characters. we find out they opened a convenience store together or whatever. Yeah, you know what? I'd believe it. I'm pretty sure what she's trying to convey with that weirdly written line is uh, Nikolai did not survive what just happened. I, yeah, oh, yeah, he wouldn't have known. Yeah, because he was out. <laughs> he, he was out cold. Um, did Neo yeah. Westeroth have the cool claws? 
Yes, because one of them breaks off, and that's what he kills Uka with. Okay, I was kind of playing Cookie Clicker on my phone during the cutscene, so I wasn't paying that much attention, I'll be honest. Look, I'm sorry, I don't care about anything that happens in the plot. This is why Kato wants to destroy the world, you know. <laughs> Look, he's just mad that his lore is less interesting than the grandmas. God damn. The grandmas have good lore, don't lie to me. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's just a brutal way to state that. <laughs> yeah. L- literally uh, just got my reverse dementia upgrade. <sighs> also, reverse dementia is a very funny concept the more I think about it. I mean, you're just describing Benjamin Button. That's Also, three different JRPGs. Benjamin Button is a reverse dementia, then back to regular dementia once you go below the age of, like, eight. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, you know... <laughs> when, when you get a to mo- the extremes, it just mo- kind of turns into horseshoe theory, right? A Mobius strip of dementia. <laughs> well, that is an episode title. <laughs> I remember... <laughs> I wish we that did there's them. a Criterion edition of Benjamin Button, and it's like, well, that happened. Excuse me? Oh, did you not know that? I've never even seen Benjamin Button. Why would I want to? I know everything there is to know about it already. Yeah, um, almost directly after it's released. Like, I think there was a brief period where there was maybe one Warner release. And then they're like, Criterion Collection, the curious case of Benjamin Button. (sighs) Apparently it was a legal thing. Like, they basically got that thrown in on another deal and had to do it because they've oh. talked about it since. But it's one of those things, just like how Armageddon and The Rock are in the Criterion Collection, everyone holds up every once in a while. Is like, what the hell? Armageddon deserves it. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't. I own both of those. That's definitely what that toad implied when you when you compare them to Benjamin Button, you fucker. No, I'm saying people hold it up as, why is this in the art collection? Because it's great, you dickweed. <laughs> Look. Not disagreeing. I own two of those three, and the third is Benjamin Butt. <laughs> uh, I'm still going through the Godzilla movies. Why? They're good. Because yeah, I bought it. I was that, curious. that box is really good. There's like it four really good nice movies box. in it. No, it's yeah. the Showa stuff. It rules. Like I said, there's four good movies in it, and it's missing Godzilla 2000, so it's only three. That's not Showa! Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. There's only yeah. four Godzilla movies, and three of them are in the box set. Uh, we're going to have a kaiju fight over Tokyo about this. Kato's last words to the party uh, as he took off was um, where to, he said to come find me at the foreigner cemetery. Uh, but before we go there, we stop off at uh, Saki's house, and she tells us, well, you killed the demon lord who wanted to destroy the world, but we still have a larger problem here because your friend has uh, an ancient tome that, um, and he also has an anguish that no one can heal. So, uh, you know, the earth is still likely going to get destroyed again anyway. Uh, Yuri says that um, that he's got a, a cure for uh, Kato's anguish problem, and uh, it is uh, murder. Man, we fucked so it up going because Zenkata went to the foreigner cemetery because he wants to know what love is. Oh, that that's is good really job. good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he knows what love is. He just keeps losing it. Also, I'm pretty sure Google thinks I'm a racist now because I typed in popular foreigner songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my god, Chris. Uh, man. And we're only two days after Juneteenth. This is this is just a lot going on. Here. Look, I'm not a big fan of smiling. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of um emotional moments and cemeteries. There's actually a hidden scene that you can get at this point. Because when you get to the world map, pop over to the Europe menu. There is a new location here, Zurich. Specifically, Yuri will take Karen to Alice's grave and say that it has been a year since he was last here. He brought her because he wants her to hold on to a silver cross. It has belonged to everyone he's ever loved. His mother, then his father, then Alice. And then because he's Yuri and kind of a dork, he goes, Oh, weird! Everyone who's carried it has died! I swear it's not cursed! But in a <laughs> very endearing way where you realize you've stepped in it and need to scramble out of the bear trap. <laughs> so he he composes himself and he says that the whole thing comes down to how that cross holds a lot of memories. He wants her to be the one holding on to them in case he really does lose all of his and she gets real serious as she realizes what he's asking and says she will. So, this gives us Anne's Cross, a Karen-only accessory that stops all status and ring effects, period, and regens her health every turn. If you are going to use her, you want this item. Mm-hmm. And if you want one final gut punch, look at the tombstone before you leave to see the epitaph Yuri carved into it. Be at peace, Alice Elliot. This I swear, your soul will have my lifelong love. Yours, Yuri. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we're uh, in Europe, uh, we can pop over to... Uh, oh, actually, no, we, we already talked about this. Is there we more skip that. upgrades, like, from a shop? Uh, not right now. No, like, I don't Before think the so. end of the game, like, is it in the I... last dungeon? I think I all the... Think... you. You should have, like, a lot of your second most powerful weapons I, from, like, little side bits. Nope, like I just uh, want to know if there's one that's better than the one I can buy than are in Inuzami Village. Or is that my gear until the end of the game? I think that's the last one. Uh, I believe that's the last barring side quest unlocks of final weapons. Not going to do that shit. Fuck that. I already do 1,500 mm-hmm. damage a turn. Don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we'll skip the bit about the, uh, the wolf stuff since we already talked yeah, about no it. Uh, about should him. we talk about uh, Peach Bat? Because we mentioned it last episode, Chris. So did you guys mention the fight, which Chris said you might not have? I don't think we talked um, about the mechanics of the fight. It's not... Yeah, I don't think we talked about it much. If there are Okay, any so... Uh, yeah. Uh, Joachim's <laughs> sister is here as the Peach Bat. We have not rendered a model for her yet, and her library entry says, Its true form can't be seen right now. Maybe next game. Spoilers, mm-hmm. she is a major party character in the next game because you have to get one of these idiots in this family in each game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I sent a, a picture to uh, uh, to the other guys of what uh, Hilda looks like in the next game. It's fucking it's definitely wild. definitely a thing. Especially a that thing. her rhythm form is, you know, uh-huh. chunky goth. Uh-huh. Yeah, strange. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you fight her, you will get the Dark Tower as a thing to wield. It is literally a Japanese skyscraper full of tiny people. 
I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure this must be the building the developer works out of, but the logos on the building are way too small to read because of PS2 textures. Mm-hmm. I also love, during the conversation leading to this fight, that Joachim left home because he got in his, a fight with his brother Keith from the last game over his snoring, and he just snapped the ultimate weapon from the prior game in half. Uh, quote his, si- his sister, Ever since you broke that demon sword, Keith hasn't been able to stop laughing. I can't get any sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you knew the bullshit you had to do for that sword in the last game, you'd understand. <laughs> Anyway, it's a four-turn fight where you have to take her out or she will one-shot you. It's five if you equip a replacement man, but you're not getting more than that second shot. Can you equip she more than one replacement the... man? No. no like, I mean, have... she will finish you on the fifth round no matter what. Because I don't think you can equip multiple replacement men. Yeah, know. no, I think you can only equip one of each type of thing. You yeah, it's called a man, not a man. Jesus. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, she will just spend all the first three rounds charging before hitting you for six to seven thousand damage on the fourth and possibly fifth rounds. Yep. Uh, so if you beat her, she does give you the weapon to keep. You get a pair of priest's earrings, and she decides to stick around Lahav because she's having a lot of fun. Joachim offers to let Yuri swing the skyscraper around, and his response is absolutely not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, if you uh, look at her um, profile in the character menu, it says uh, recently she has developed a strange interest in human boys, which is yikes. They're familiars, Matt. I, I yeah, I'm guessing what we do in the shadows. I, I have seen the, the movie. It's very good. The show is fantastic. All right, here we go. And now we uh, after after those side quests, we return to the foreigner cemetery so we can uh, find out what love is. Uh. And was whatever was, was. Chris. fuck whatever <laughs> <laughs> it says is and we find out that uh love is refusing to move on and living in your mind palace forever uh, <laughs> yuri will ask the others to leave they get it they say we'll meet you at the end when we're done uh gato is waiting beside the real yoshiko's grave yuri asks if uka made it and gato simply says it's the second time i've lost her now uh and uh, uh no <laughs> i mean like for one thing you didn't have her in the first place and second of all they're not the same person man do you, can you believe like, that yuri almost just got a real doll of his dead wife oh geez. just torso yeah, only no. no arms <laughs> but it just could also no. talk <laughs> just oh, oh god no you know what? That gave me flashbacks to that. Uh, when Yuri really gets mad at her, time. he can just flip yeah. her over, face down into a pillow, and can't she can't roll herself over? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like that's that's almost uh, it's not as bad as that episode of Doctor Who where the guy's girlfriend turns into like a plane of granite, a paving slab. Oh, like a pa- yeah, a paving slab, and they even like call out the fact that they still have sex. Yes. God, that was so terrible. That was definitely one of the candidates for worst episode in the series at one point. I oh. don't know how much that's changed since, because I fell well, off. I mean, look, it won that by default by having an entire episode based around ELO. ELO's terrible. Hey, do you think Dwayne Johnson <laughs> has a pet rock? I think at least two people have given him one as a joke at some point, and he kept one because it was someone he respected. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I was thinking about uh, how that char- Doctor Who character, you could say they get rock hard. And then I was like thinking about rock based jokes. And that was the best I could do. I regret this. <laughs> uh, you really can't do anything more than them literally saying on a family show. Yeah, she's a stone and I and she blows me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's text. Because that's basically she's just a mouth. Yeah. When you drop and break your wife, shit, the plate sli- the plate slipped. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, where are we? Okay. Uh, I I'm looking at it. Fuck off. Uh, Kato's in a room. Rem- I already had it highlighted. Kato's in a remarkably bad place. If it were not for how the scene ends, the entire thing would have had a very giving my shit to my roommate before I blow my head off vibe. <laughs> uh, he tells us that the shadow minister is in uh, some place I cannot pronounce. Come and here, Shiki. With Astaroth and Garen gone, like I said, uh, and with Astaroth <laughs> and Garen gone, nobody will get in our way, and we can just go clean up that loose end. It's really a loose end? This guy doesn't really matter to the plot at all. I mean, no. Yuri is still kind of furious about the fact that he had to do this whole thing when it was just, I can just kill Astaroth and be done with it. Yeah, well, the yeah weird but the thing other is guy that, doesn't like, matter. Yeah, because, like, the, the, minister the original, doesn't matter to the like, plot. Re- Garen doesn't the, like, matter the, re- the plot. Yeah, the revenge thing was just about Sapientes Gladio, and they're all dead. I so mean, if granted, we like, don't do this, yeah. there's still an entire mechanical army that's set to try and conquer Russia. Oh yeah, it's sure, but it, it feels really random. I mean, he is kind of against more wars that are going to kill people like his ex. Yeah, but it it, it feels really, it it does feel like it's just kind of missing the plot. If he wants to be a fucking bleeding heart lib about it, yeah, because I, I don't know if it's like even it's like revenge for Kato or like he put Kato up to his bullshit. Like I, I can't believe I it said just feels that. really tangential. I can't believe I said that when I was literally at Food Not Bombs this morning. Okay. Uh, when we ask what Kato is going to do, he just hands us the Emma Gray manuscript and says, here, this belongs to you. Talk to Roger Bacon. He can help you bring Alice back or something. I don't care anymore. Uh, and then he tells us that the last time we speak as friends, if we ever meet again, it is enemies because I am going to end this world and I don't need an evil god like Rasputin or Nikolai. I will tear everything apart with my own hands. And Yuri's just like, come on, dude, bruh. And uh, he's very sad about it, but he also doesn't know what to do because he's a fucking emotional five-year-old. Finally, Kata walks away, telling us, if you want to know my plans, look in the book uh, and leaves. Which is very funny to me because it implies that he defaced the Emigre manuscript. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of expecting, like, maybe we're going to, like, Find a post-it note or something? It just sounds like but, he wrote right over it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh very weird. And just this whole deal is just this is this just feels so weak. Yeah. It, uh there's a lot of sloppiness on this second disc. Oh, you don't just say so much. Like the entire uh-huh. second disc. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh sloppiness, we got some cleanup to do in the Japanese government, apparently. Get some wet wipes, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just, uh, you know, slap some Clorox on there. Uh, so we're headed to the minister's mansion. Uh, Yuri has a, a pretty good gag when he uh, when when the guards approach him. Uh, they tell him to not take a single step further. 
and he stands still and has the approach uh Joaquim and I keep saying Joaquim Joaquim and Karando just uh like brain them from yeah, off they, screen. Yeah, they like fucking slot repelled out on ropes. Uh-huh. Uh, and Yuri's just like, I, I really have to go in though. <laughs> uh so this this dungeon is just super simple. It's essentially a hallway in a handful of rooms with forced encounters with soldiers that are all pretty much the same. Finally a dungeon that I could navigate. <laughs> I considered yeah. it, but you got so offended last time when I made that comment. Well, because the last thing is like last one was like some step one oh one shit. Uh, yeah um so on the first floor there is a locker room with um with a save point and uh there are some items in a couple of the lockers you can get keys later and then come back and grab them one of them is a mind's eye which is pretty good hell yeah put that Uh, on karando yeah yeah so like i at this point i had three mind's eyes so like i just had one permanently on um oh god on uh Yoki, oh, there's a third Kondo, one, and Yuri. Oh yeah, my, there's three. Oh, because I had the extreme, so everybody could be doing an insane amount of damage. Yes. Where's the other yeah. one? I um, one of them. One I of them. I think I called it out prior. I'll look it up for you later. Okay. Yeah, I forget. One of them. You I know think what? Is I don't care a, that much. Um, I'm gonna win the game no matter what. Anyway, no problem. I don't care. <laughs> it's a, it's a lottery thing. I think one of them's lottery. Yeah, I think it is a one time lottery guy. I'm not gonna. Yeah. No matter what it is, I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm just gonna beat the game. Oh, you know what it might be? It might be the guy in the Fortress of Regrets. I yeah, think. Looking forward to covering some of these next time. <laughs> I could probably run from uh, every enemy encounter to the end of the game now and still have no problem with the last boss at like level fifty-two. Uh yeah, that's a good probably. level to close that. Yeah, I'm. I to put it in perspective, I'm level fifty-nine right now. Uh, yeah, but I the have, level cap is sixty. I know, which means I'm going to hit the cap in the dog shrine and then just roll. Um, <sighs> Speaking of things I don't want to talk about next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, so you're, you're fighting these titanium soldiers. You make your way to Tarada, who is the uh, sole survivor with a handful of others known as the Butterfly is Team. This the I don't guy know why from they... the battleship? Yeah. No, it's a diff- is it? Tarada? Yeah, guy. this is the guy from the battleship. Interesting. I thought it was a different guy. Because no, I thought we he, killed that guy. He has guy. straight up not been a part of the plot since that event. Yeah, oh. the game gives you the impression you kill him. And uh, I'm yeah. white, so I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, same dude. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so. Yeah, everyone basically he's just like throwing his soldiers at, at a buzzsaw here because we're just like killing everybody. And um, Tarada, when we get to Tarada, he uh, tells us that we can't intimidate him. Uh, and then uh, there's a couple of waves of fights with just more soldiers until we um, fight the ultimate development of the robotics program, Mecha Lord. The worst boss in the game. This song. Yeah, this guy sucks because uh, Mecha Lord is completely immune to physical damage. And the, the thing is, I thought I thought I could like cheat around this and use uh, some of like the fusion abilities. But the fusion abilities are also treated as physical attacks, even if they're yeah. like special damage. Not it's all really of dumb. them. Most of them. Because, like, Fide's um, magma is fine. Okay. And it's he's not gonna... enough to make it worth keeping those characters in over a mage. Sure yeah. is, because I'm not going to go, because I'd have to go on the menu otherwise and switch him out. Just honestly, this fight took 
a long ass time because like there's just nothing that'll do as much damage as just a mind's eye five hit physical character so like you're like i don't know i was like topping out at maybe like three four hundred damage a hit which just it just makes this take a long time because the guy has probably like seven six or seven thousand hit points i think it's sixty five hundred yeah yeah, like this sucked so much that when I had to fight this guy again in the uh, Solomon Trials, it sucked just as much then, and I was like five levels higher. Yeah. It's, um, it's a very... It's highlighting the weaknesses of this game. I appreciate yeah. that they tried, because it sure. could theoretically yeah. be interesting that a guy is immune to physical after the guy that's immune to magical, but like... I appreciate that you tried, sucks. but you should have gotten rid of it when you tried it in testing and found out, oh, this is bad. And that's kind of why I think that I don't know. I don't think there's any testing on this, like beyond like, does this crash or not? Like, not is this balanced or whatever? Well, there's that. And also, I just all the worst parts of this game are on disc two, but. I know enough about game development that I'm not going to say something stupid like, well, clearly they just tacked that one on at the end. But I do wonder why there's just such a clear delineation between, all right, this is pretty good, and wow, everything's really falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all, like, in the same part of the game. It would probably come down to something that probably came out, like, halfway through their dev cycle, right? Because, like, the second disc, not that many unique assets in it. No. So it's it probably is just a something big came out halfway through our development and all of the other games are much longer than ours, like even contemporaries like Final Fantasy X or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just think is if you're if you have budget issues, like did they have a skeleton of this going and that's why they had to rush it? Because otherwise you just cut the part where Nikolai gets away at the end of disc one and you've got an ending. I could see this Mm -hmm. being part of like part of an idea for three and then they come up with from the new world and say, well, rather than throw this out, why not just put it in? But they clearly already knew from the new world was coming because we have the sister here teasing that. But she's in the she's in the second disc is what I'm saying. I mean, there's there's a few things that they that they tease like in some of the uh, like some of the menu text, there are mentions of America or like a character is going to the new world later. So it's not just yeah, it's not just that one mention. It happens other places. Yeah, it's baffling to me, especially because, again, this game got a director's cut and got some effort put into it. We'll cover that in a little. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. it is weird, right? Like there's like a very clear line right down the middle where it asks you to put in another disc. And yeah. then everything sort of falls apart. Yep. Yeah. And you think that they would put a lot more energy into the I mean, they put a lot of areas into it, but like, you know, it's Japan. It's a Japanese company, but just the stuff in Japan just isn't as good. Yeah. But I don't anyway. know. Either way, the Mecha Lord fight sucks ass. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's make not sure fun. you get Anastasia's power cannon move here. Uh, yeah, the, he's got like a big uh, like gut laser like he's uh, Stromheim. And just I, blast people. I did. I did like this dungeon though. It was pretty fun. Like the vibe is cool. Like every five yeah. feet, you're just like mm-hmm. murdering like six dozen, like a dozen, half a dozen dudes. Very good. Uh, I described mm-hmm. it in the notes, and it was ignored as the finale to a Yakuza game with way more repetitive combat. Oh fuck you! It's literally the <laughs> intro. It's like literally the beginning of the chapter zero where you fight all the dudes in the Yakuza headquarters. 
Yeah, that happens repeatedly throughout those games, but this feels like that without all the cool stuff you can do as Kiryu. Disagree, because you kick a guy to death right after. Mm. <laughs> all right, reasonable. In front of his <laughs> grandkid. Yeah. He does live, you know. I, that bums me out. Yeah, I... Oh, man. Roger so, Bacon literally says that directly afterwards. I know, it's so well, weird that you go from presumably kicking a guy to death in front of his grandson to hanging out with Roger Bacon. <laughs> it's a hard cut. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, like, what would have been better, like, if uh, Yuri was smoking a cigarette or something? Hell yeah. <laughs> so you just want Dante. Hell yeah. Actually, Dante would kick someone to death in front of their grandson. That tracks. I think that's the mm-hmm. plot of at least three Marvel versus Capcom side stories. It would be fitting. Kato is in fact a devil and does in fact cry. God, yes. Featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry saga, making devils cry. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah. let's let's talk about we've taken out Tarada. He's I can't believe they made collapsed three games to the floor and never told us if a devil cries or not. They Sorry. kill you by five. Congrats. Uh, so, yeah, Tarada's immobile in his armor on the floor, just screaming out to the minister that he needs to run. We just walk over him and head on in. So, everyone walks in in the cutscene, but Yuri basically takes this scene solo, and Ishimura immediately recognizes you as Ben Huga's son. He goes, so, uh, who paid you to kill me? Russia? China? And Yuri just says, no, it's personal, because you're nothing but a murdering son of a bitch. And Yuri's, like, it was, we covered this a little earlier, but Yuri's mad about the whole, let's put a puppet czar in Russia and start a continent-spanning war thing. And Ishimura's like, but it's a wholesome one, because if I don't, everything in the East is going to become a slave of the West. Mm-hmm. And so Yuri calls him on this, because like, what the hell does a war in Russia do to stop this? Well, China already gave up a hundred years ago, and only Japan is taking a stand. It is very nationalist. Mm-hmm. Well, Russia's going to grind down the West, and then we can swoop in with our better tech and save them. You can tell this guy is before they invented anime titties as a way to enslave the West. Uh-huh. I mean, anyway, I, was say, I was about to say, like, this feels very true to Japan in the 1910s. Sorry, that mega milked manga shot, but it says you are not immune to propaganda. Honestly, nice. that's not the worst. That's is that what fun. that thing is from? No, no, Wait, he's no. he's combining two memes as a joke. No, I'm saying like the meme of the the picture of the the cowgirls getting milked. That's that's what that's from. Oh, buddy doesn't know about actual mega milk here. Yeah, that I, explains it. No, I can't um, look it up because I'm on a television and my wife is in the room. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm reading. I'll get it to you in the middle of the next scene because it's what funny. is she lactose intolerant, Chris? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Um, anyway, halfway through this, Yuri's not even bothering to argue and just getting more and more furious. And so finally he goes to move in to just take him out when Ishimura's grandson, who has been hiding in the closet, runs in and plants himself as a human shield. I give the game credit. In most games, this would be where the hero is like, I can't do anything. This is a child. The innocence of children. Yuri just shoves the kid aside because why would this sway him in a rage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also the kid's Ishi- like four years old he's tiny yeah yeah there's he's no threat but mm-hmm. it's not 
Oh, I've got to pull back from the brink. She's like, get the fuck out of my way, kid. He hucks him behind him. And Ishimura starts groveling for his grandson's life. And this is when Yuri just goes apeshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to quote here. Don't you dare beg for his life. What about everyone you've sent to kill in your name? Or the children whose lives you've snuffed out with your soldiers? How many parents have begged like you did for those lives? And he just starts kicking the shit out of Ishimura over and over. And there's way more to this rant. And finally, at the end of it, Yuri just collapses to the floor, sobbing, and tells Ishimura to rot in hell. Yeah, like halfway through the rant, Ishimura stops saying anything. So it gives very Yuri just kicked this old guy to death vibes. And then after that, he it just hard cuts to the next scene. <laughs> Yeah, straight up. We're not even joking about no transition. It's just woof. He's yeah, we're you, on that cliffside. You get no closure to the scene, which is like because it's like it, it has this huge like emotional bent to it, but it just goes, well, I guess you couldn't kill him after all, Yuri. I, oh, I wish it would have like gone to the menu or something so you could sit with it for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're actually making me wonder since we're talking about dev problems and things, and it made me think of FF13, do you think he originally killed the guy here and we just suddenly changed this with this hard cut? It's possible. But then again, like, why they would have to have put the kid in... Do you think, like, they would have had Yuri, like, the hero of this story, murder a guy in front of his grandson? Like, Dude, I feel that, like fits with, that fits with Shadow Hearts to a T. I guess that fits with Shadow Hearts, but they're trying to not make him, like, a complete, like, loses Dis- no, humanity. No, disagree. His whole deal is being a dumb, rude asshole. Like, with, mm. with like, no control over his feelings. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing, huge... like, I, I think... To give him any, like, character arc and growth, like, he would have to not kill the guy here. But then again, it still sucks. Like, this But guy no one has that. Why would Yuri have that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's... It's just, I have nothing to support this. It's just a thing I started thinking about while we were discussing this a minute ago. Maybe that's why this scene has such an abrupt end and shift, because someone changed the ending where he actually... You know, if you tell me there's a version of this scene that actually fades out that confirms Ishimura's death and we wrote over it, I'll believe you. I, I honestly yeah. believe it's just because they are not good enough storytellers to figure out how to wait a way to let you sit with that without also having the plot continue. But they've done it in prior games. That's why I think this is so weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's totally very strange. Yeah, it's totally very strange because we cut to the, the plot cliff and Yuri is sulking there, and Karen is, uh, is clearly about to go up and say something, and then just fucking Roger Bacon rolls up and says, hey, Saki was looking for you, piss off. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and this conversation that they have is super important, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Karen, Karen is very aware that she's being sent away here and uh, looks very mad about it. Uh, Roger gives him a pep talk and says uh, not killing Ishimura was the right thing to do no matter how upset you are about it. Uh, Yuri's still mopey and says uh, at least Ishimura has goals even if it's dark shit. What am I fighting for? And Roger says it's Alice (laughs) and the world she loved. And also speaking of Alice, uh, how about we use that uh, extremely cursed uh, novelty Day of the Dead book to bring her back? And that... uh, Yuri has a complete reaction Uh to this. 
Dude, I love... Because he swings it out of nowhere. I love the elevator sound. Roger Bacon's elevator has a unique sound that sounds oh, like yeah. a guy making it with his mouth where it just goes beep. Whee. It probably is. That's so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's very, like, every time I, I, I've gone down there multiple times to see if I, I miss something down there. And every nope. time I hear that, I'm like, it gets me every time. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Roger figures if we're going to be looking through the book anyway to try and stop Kato, uh, why not, uh, you know, dabble in the dark arts a little bit. Uh, if we work <laughs> together, uh, if we work together, if one of us turns into a monster, the other guy can kill the other one. Uh, which... Roger Bacon, very feeling himself a lot right now. Do not think Roger Bacon could kill demon form Yuri. Uh, uh, I think mm. if anyone in the world could, it's Roger. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to see Roger use more magic because in this game, I've seen him use zero magic up to this point. He's just like a little plot goblin. Yeah, and he has like future technology, but that's not the same as magic. I wish Roger Bacon was Jewish so I could say I can't believe I did an anti-Semitic trope. Uh... <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's the guy we're going to beat up next time. Hell, hell yeah! <laughs> Finally, we get to beat up George Soros in a video game. Uh, <laughs> not wrong. Uh, Yuri agrees, <laughs> and that seems to be the plan. Oh my God, fuck off, Fletcher! Uh, <laughs> I'm not wrong. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, it's totally let's, true. Reading our notes for Vadim. Meanwhile, in the fountain, Saki and Karen fail the Bechdel test. Uh, and uh, look, they have a big plot cutscene that's basically, I love him. Do you think he could love me? Yeah, you both have weird destinies. You keep fighting them. Also, here's a picture of my nephew as a baby. His dick's probably in this photo. The end. Yeah, we don't <laughs> see the photo. That's it. Yeah, and uh, the, the the funnier thing about it is that, like, I mean, unless there's something that I completely miss at the end, the answer is actually not. <laughs> really? Not in the way you think or want? Also, like... Why is Karen in this game? I don't know. She's going to play into the finale. But not in a way sure. that it matters that it was Karen, right? Because Yuri's entire motivation is I'm in love with my dead wife and Karen doesn't need to be here. Y'all, I had to mute my mic. I was laughing so hard at this point. Just keep this in mind before next episode. I mean, like... They the, the thing that's frustrating about it is that they clearly want the player to be invested in their relationship working out, but, but then I, it keeps telling you, I nah. am, but the game's just like, nah, fuck you. I, I, I know. I like I will rant about this when we talk about what happens later with Alice, because uh, like it just. Oh, I, you I mean the part you mean when they shamelessly rip off Evangelion? Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, 100%. They Shinji does the everyone's forgetting about me, I'm fading away during instrumentality, and then arrives in the Introspection Express to talk to the <laughs> plot-significant woman in his life. It's one for one. I mean, I was just going to call it the Soul Train, but you know. The Soul Train is extremely good, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can't believe we went an entire season and didn't think of Soul Train. I mean, you got to get on the Soul Train. Oh, the Soul Train, but it's about shoes. <laughs> That's what you call it when a bunch of sneakerheads light up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they form the Soul Train and try to get the new Jordans. You just made me have a horrible realization, which is what if a fucking pair of Jordans becomes a super spreading event? Hell yeah. <laughs>
That's uh-huh. so sobering. It only started on so many levels. And it only happens because Jordan, uh, when he goes to do a dunk, he keeps his tongue out. Just spraying all, <laughs> just spraying all of his particles everywhere. Oh my god. Look, I mean, like, if there's the one thing we know about hype beasts is they love things going viral. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus, Matt. <laughs> This conversation goes at the end of the podcast. It's very good. Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> this, this is the darkest joke we've made in a while. Okay, uh, so our next goal is in Europe, but um, we just unlocked a bunch of lottery members if you want some bonus stuff. Nope. Uh, go back to the mansion, and one of the cowardly iron soldiers hid himself inside a locker. If you don't tell anyone where he is, he'll let you spin his wheel. Uh, he has slow three. Get that. You know, I wish they like signal this when you were there the first time, because for one thing, you would know to go back. But also that could have been funny. Yeah, he's not here until after the building is cleared. Yeah, dumb. Uh, if you go to Mukyo on Yoshiko, the younger reveals she is now lottery member number two. She has the thief earrings, which up your cash and item chances 20 percent from every battle. I already have two of these somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not uncommon. Like you do pick them up in other fa- uh, other places. I didn't but I don't say know if it they was stack. worth going back. That's her best item. Well, then it's not worth thing in the podcast. Get it out. Well, you you need to uh, you need to talk to her to like get the the last one to show up, which is uh, the other uh, bat brother of uh, of Joachim, which is the silver Kevin. bat. Uh, this is Keith, oh, right? Keith. Keith. Why did Keith? my brain go to Kevin? <laughs> Uh, look, you just want to talk about Kevin. I'm feeling a little spacey, huh? Ooh. Yeah, I so, know the people uh, who make that podcast, by the way. Wait, the, the Kevin Smith one? Or? Yeah, we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, that's actually a good show. So It's great. It's a great title. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Silver Bat is uh, lottery member number one. Uh, if you is get Ted on the best prize here. I don't think so. I think Ted is on there. He's been on there a couple of times, and he also is now a host of Magmar Sucks. <laughs> the Way Dumber how, podcast. How fucking incestuous is podcasting? Uh, well, Apparently a lot. Yeah, so if you get this uh, item from the lottery, it is the Rose Bondage, which is uh, Joachim's best armor, which is weird because uh, it is weird fetish gear, and why is his brother hanging on to it? I don't know. <laughs> No, that very much seems like a thing that siblings would do to fuck with each other as the oldest I, of three. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, so here's one of my favorite stupid things in Shadow Hearts. In Europe, you head to what is called the Queen's Garden. And Roger goes, yeah, 15 years ago, Queen Victoria died, and I was about this close to participating in a conspiracy to bring her back from the dead, but the Vatican grabbed the emigre manuscript, and that had to be squashed. Anyway, we left a bunch of stuff inside her private villa that was used for the ritual. You're going to need to get that. Oh, this is the dungeon <laughs> with a puzzle where if you do the one wrong thing, you have to reload a save file and lose 30 minutes. Uh, because if you put the door back on, you can't take it off. Wait, what? The mirror room? Yeah, I... If you put the door back on, you cannot take it off. Oh, I yeah, you can take it off. You just you you have to like 
there's a different spot on the floor you have to press because I definitely flipped I it back could, and forth. I could not find it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, you can flip back and forth everything in that room. I could. I flipped everything else. Could not find the spot for the door again. Probably Weird. also because I did not see where it was initially. Yeah. To be fair. I, yeah. It doesn't help that this is one more way this game is really poorly designed around invisible fucking spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just yeah. used a fact for this afterwards. Did not regret. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Roger will stand outside and full heal you if you need a hand, but uh, don't grind here. This encounter rate is real low because this place is just a short puzzle dungeon. It's short, although the hallways are very long anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and there is mention made that someone was here before us, probably Kato, nothing comes Yeah, but like, why is the crystal still here? Were there just two? Because they explicitly say Kato came here to take some shit. Yeah, I don't know what he took. I legitimately don't mm-hmm. know what this line is about. I mean, maybe th- there was like some research on there was a chin the actual... plus two on the altar and he took it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he used his chin to make the uh, chess pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the gimmick here is we need to find chess pieces to solve various puzzles and unlock certain doors. I finally got to feel smart via the chess puzzle. Nice. I somehow like I've played a lot of chess and for some reason I just couldn't read that board clearly and I just picked the well, right one the first time. It's because it's bad. <laughs> it's hard to tell what the pieces are if you're not on an emulator yeah. that blows up everything 16 times. Uh, and yeah. on top of that. The solution is weird because it's like the white knight saves the king and you need to put it in a position where it could take it. But it doesn't matter because it's already in check. So you're like making a legal move, I guess. I, yeah. I'm. It doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, it's asking you to make an illegal move that if the rules were different would save the king. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the best dungeon is what we're saying. Uh, it's short, the- though. The thing that Chris was mentioning that he had to reload for is a chest will only open if you make a room match its mirror on the other side of the villa. Except as far as I can tell, this is randomized. So uh, like when you went in there, did you see a red banner in the uh, in the room you have to match? It was blue. I think yeah, there's seven things that it can be. Yeah. Well, no, it what it from. needs to be is the same, but the sta- initial state in the second room is what's random. Well, that's why I'm saying it doesn't uh, have to be everything, but there's a selection of things that can change. Yeah, and th- I mean, it's a if you go into the room that you're supposed to um, mimic, like everything that you can interact with, you can look at, and, it's, and it just points it out. Hey, this painting's on its side, or hey, this door is not on the thing. Or, hey, this thing is blue. Uh, and then you just have to do it on the other side. I, I, this was pretty straightforward for me anyway. <laughs> and then we uh, eventually, you run around the whole dungeon, get some chess pieces, put them in locks. Uh, there's yep. a really dumb one where the one on the fireplace uh, says this piece is too small, even though a king is smaller than a knight, technically. It's only taller. Uh, so, like, I guess you're inserting it upside down. Uh, and the whole point of doing this is in the, in the very north, there is a hallway that, uh, does like the Bowser stair looping thing unless you have put the king in the um, mantelpiece. Uh, when you do all that bullshit, uh, you get to a boss. King Tamakos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a uh, recurring uh, enemy and boss in the uh, Shadow Heart series, and it's basically their version of uh, Legion. 
Uh, like you might have seen it like Castlevania. Sorry, I'm very pleased by the formulation. This is their version of Castlevania slash the Bible's Legion. <laughs> putting, in that order. Imp- implying that Castlevania is the source of truth for the Bible. <laughs> Look, I'm you just get to saying, use the Bible as a weapon. I'm just saying nothing in the Bible contradicts Castlevania. Matt, canon. if I wanted to use the Bible as a weapon, I would be a Republican. <laughs> Oh, I owe orange man. Bad, uh, am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Um, other versions refer to uh the baby on top because it's basically like a mass of bodies, but there's like a excuse baby. Excuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Legion. <laughs> the the yeah. boss, King Tom. Okay, no, I'm just uh, saying when you said the baby's the baby on top without saying of the body, it's a little weird. <laughs> I mean, for you. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so I, it's, only, uh, it's only weird if you make it weird. It's only weird if you, yeah, it's only weird. It's <laughs> as weird as you uh, bring weirdness to it. Uh, so, yeah, um, the, the baby on top is uh, explicitly supposed to be an unbaptized soul, uh, which is interesting. Um, you want to have uh, Anastasia here snapshot him for the spirit ward skill, which uh, kicks an enemy out of the fight just straight up. Uh, and he'll use this on your party, uh, but you'll probably kill him before that becomes. A I killed this guy problem. in one turn. Yeah, it took me two. Like, I didn't even use any items. It's so weak. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a note here that just says this guy is nullified if you have any magic defense at all. Yeah, he cast some spells. They kind of hurt. He cast haste on himself whatever. the first turn. That was the only thing he did. Well, I mean, yeah, if you kill him in one turn, if you kill a boss in one turn, he's done nothing. It's very good. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, once uh once we get there, um we get the uh, moon crystal and then get teleported into a cutscene, and there's things you would want to get in this dungeon if you come back after this. Um but yeah, you get warped. We'll out. cover it next time. Yeah. So we resume outside where Yuri immediately hears Jean's voice and just gets out a not again before collapsing. She runs him through a maze in his head, then opens the door he can't, runs through, and shuts it. And that's the scene. Well, it's worth noting that you're, like, several doors deeper than you could have been before already. It's yeah. true, but nothing yeah, thick- comes of this. And we didn't know there were seven more doors back there, so why do this? Yeah, I mean, they got through the thick door. But we already had in another scene. That's true. So, let's return to Roger's place and kick off the ritual against God. Everyone in the party, with one exception, is going, This seems like a terrible idea, but our love interest cheers on Roger and Yuri happily. Everyone is sealed outside the labs they begin working, and the hilarious part is they have Alice in the tube within minutes. Apparently, this part where you clone someone is just casual wizardry? Yeah, big mm-hmm. did... big res vibes in terms of how this happens. You know you're not wrong. No. Uh, Kato apparently did this part as well, and all he used the emigre for was just to age her up. It's why Uka was a separate person with none of Yoshiko's memories. But now the plan is to crack open the hell tome and call Alice's soul into the body. This is the part where everyone plays God, and in the prior games where everything went to shit, because everyone did this because of massive amounts of human sacrifice, tainting the ritual with malice, as opposed to just find a powerful crystal full of energy. 
<laughs> so the spell is cast, there's a lot of chanting, and eventually the crystal turns blood red and starts shattering under the strain. Ooze climbs around the tube, it's a whole bad scene. And as the body disintegrates, the glass shatters, and Yuri, unlike Roger, has not moved an inch. He's standing right next to it when the physical form of Alice dissolves, her soul reappears for a moment, and simply tells Yuri, I love you. Outside, yeah, I... Karen collapses, because, oh no, I can't have him. But I... At this point, yeah, having I done didn't, the... I didn't understand that at all. Like, I didn't read that as that at all. I, I don't... It's very weird, the way they, they've do the thing with Karen. Also, I'm just going to assume she about... ran out of sanity points from the uh, dark magic. <laughs> probably, probably. You know what? Fair. <laughs> yeah. But she she also, uh, you know what? I was thinking about uh, during this scene, the scene where all the Ray clones disintegrate. It's it definitely that... has a yeah. bit of that. Like, I would not be surprised to find out that that whole thing was uh, inspiring bits of mm -hmm. the scene. Yeah. No nipples this time. Nope. <laughs> uh, at this point, you have finished the ritual and everyone regroups. Roger puts on a giant show about, Oh, Lord, I have sinned. Forgive me my transgression. But and you can tell it's the only good podcast ad because his stomach isn't upset after he takes his ritual. I don't get that. Oh, mm. the dollop advertises that like weird female vitamin called ritual. Never mind. I God, yeah, I have not heard that ad. Okay, that's because that's because uh, it's at the dollop, so you just skip the first ten minutes and are good to go. The only reason I hear it sometimes is when I'm doing the dishes and can't touch my phone. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate relatable. We hate movies, so yeah, I get it. Anyhow, Man, um... you're gonna cut that out. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Uh, so Roger has. Tip, been tipped off by performing this ritual as to what Kato is planning. He's going to try and yank the flow of time around somehow, maybe back a thousand or ten thousand years, and just change the course of history that way. I 100% made a jerk-off motion when the game said that. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah, no, I'm like, sure, fucking whatever, just... Just get this over with. <laughs> like they, can't, they don't even justify it. Geppetto just says, I don't know what's going to happen, but something will be different and therefore bad. Hilariously, it's just like, when hey, he you gives know us his actual plan okay, in Paul. about 10 minutes, it's even funnier. Because it's not this. Yeah, but it's it's also just, I mean, it's, it's similar. It's like he goes back 100 years, but it's still like, I'm going to erase history and just do it differently. And everyone just goes, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, he basically just wants to retcon the Shadow Hearts series. That's it. But they, they do that already in Shadow Hearts. Got him. Got him. <laughs> You're not wrong. I hate your <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of you because I was about to make that joke. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but the suggestion is, hey, um, maybe we should just go visit Saki again because she has a scrying pool and we could find out where the ley lines are strongest. Because finally we have like someone who can tell us what the plot is because the game has no idea. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, it just literally came up with this time shit out of nowhere. Who wants up? Fine. I think it's Chris. Uh, and then we go into a uh, a ripoff end of Evangelion bit uh, where we go into we go to talk to the tree. 
uh yuri's like oh this seems like my brother now uh we f- wander through the graveyard and by wander through i mean you try all the doors and only one of them at any point is open oh yeah so we see john uh she tells us that we've forgotten what happiness is and then we're just run through a, basically a bunch of like traumatic traumatic shit that happened to yuri and it's just weird screenshots superimposed on the um on the skybox which is cool to be honest uh the, the, oh this is very funny uh some of these are just screenshots of the previous game and uh they didn't mm-hmm. change the fmv the localization so there's just a bunch of japanese text bubbles and ui that's very funny in the montage and uh, it's in like very low resolution too uh yeah jean suggests that uh we should try something no one has ever done before and uh try to be happy uh we're then subjected <laughs> to more depressing crap as she vanishes the graveyard becomes a black void, and then um, we basically get, like, a vision of what will happen if Yuri does not. Like, everybody, just all the people he knows, their images just walk past them. They can't hear him, and he, like, disappears. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the one door opens, and we go to the Evangelion plot train. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it says, uh, apparently in the director's cut, this uh, scene is changed from a regular in-engine event to an FMB, which probably makes it worse, actually. Uh, no, I would agree it's with that. actually one of the direct upgrade. Like they have full voice acting, and the, the FMV whole thing looks is bad. Made, so you have it's pretty good. Okay. Like it's one of the better looking scenes in the whole game. The mm-hmm. idea of FMV in this game has been tainted for me by that scene where where you fight Garando's mom, and she has that incredibly goofy ass bug eye <laughs> stare. Uh huh. So for good. like three seconds. Uh huh. They just hang on it like they're proud of it. It's so funny. I uh, you know. I mean, like that—that that has very big, like sickos energy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You, yes, I know what you're talking about. But have you not seen my computer wallpaper? Oh no, I have. Yeah, yeah. But imagine like that face instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to yes. say anything because I have the flaming Elmo breakdancing under uh, attack and dethrone God. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good energy for my desktop. Uh, I have a wallpaper. I have wallpaper engine now, uh, and I got back into rain meter. What a mistake! Uh, you want me to cover this part? Yeah, I'm too dumb for this. This is a, this is a lot. So, this event is a remix of a scene from Shadow Hearts, except this time, both he and Alice are aware that it's not Shadow Hearts. Her soul didn't leave when the ritual failed. It's just another one that's taken up residence inside him now. Okay, Nomura. There's... <laughs> He's got like seven by this point. That's what I'm saying. My, I mean... my man is a Sora. Yeah. <laughs> they they have a very pleasant conversation. You know, he, yeah, you heard me right during the ritual. I love you. Sometime it'd be nice to just like go back to that train and ride it now that we're together. Have a little jam sesh. Yuri, uh, you know, I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say, Chris. Look, if you nut in your soul, do you nut in real life? It does push you backwards. <laughs> uh, but Yuri does say he has more to do, and so he'll return later and never leave again. All she says to this is just be careful. Also, that's supposed to be positive. That's just I'm going to be in a coma forever and never leave my mind palace. Well, I think what it means is 
eventually I will die, but there are things I have to do before I can join you in it. Then maybe you could say that and not, I'm just going to come hide in here. It's like being on opiates for the rest of your life. Yeah, it, it sounds like he's going to like, yeah, like when his, uh, instead of his soul like melting because of the mistletoe, it'll just go into soul train mode and just hang out there for the rest of eternity. Which, I mean, that sounds really boring, just hanging out on a train, you know? Uh, it just there's so much about this that like drives me a little crazy. I mean, the whole bit about, you know, the, the romantic trope of like guy loses or person loses their love interest and they can never love again, or they, they hold the torch for the rest of their life. Like it's like that, but supernatural. And I just find it, I find it really like just trite and uninteresting. Cause yeah. like, I would have been much more into this than been like, Hey, look, we're going to have eternity together, but like, look you you could hit it like go 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 you know have some fun with karen live the rest of your life out like it's okay she has fun like, panties <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh aren't they different aren't they like shamefully a different color oh they're, they're extremely yeah, we've, like we've uh that. neon blue yeah video games uh, but so is it's the same color uh lucia's is also the same color actually oh no yeah like but video- and hers tends to also peek out like video games are bad camera is on oh dude wrong. dude like we're not even talking about like the alternate costumes which we've mentioned but uh they are <sighs> way worse in motion than can't they wait are. for the extremely tasteful xenosaga costumes <laughs> um <laughs> a lot of them are more tasteful than this games i hate to say it i mean i can't think of that many that are bad like, am I missing? Am I forgetting something? Like, they were pretty. Nothing is like on the level of like Veronica's. Yeah, basically, it's swimwear at the worst in Xenosaga. Oh yeah, yeah. They go to the beach. There's a beach. <laughs> There's a beach episode in Xenosaga. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, yes. at this point. Also, just because uh, I was thinking about it, I actually looked it up quietly while that discussion was going on. This game is the ending of. Yuri's arc. He does not show up in From the New World at all. So you you talk about maybe some endgame stuff is going to come back to this. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I had a feeling because it, this feels like it's setting up um you know something happening to Yuri you know or like whatever him passing on to another plane of existence or whatever uh to be with Alice to be like his happy ending instead of being like you know just live the rest of your life out and then worry about afterlife later, which seemed to be a more of a Yuri thing to do. Um. If we check Yuri's character profile at this mm-hmm. point, when this scene ends and we get uh, control of the characters again in the village, it says he's free. That's it. He's no longer cursed. Uh, his fusion animation changes at this point, and he's now mm-hmm. more joyful than wrenching things out of him when he transforms. It's pretty I lit, don't know actually. if this showing up already is a bug or just sloppy scripting, given the next scene. Is the so animation the- shorter? Uh, yeah, it is shorter. Thank God. Talk about a real tangible reward. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's another quick cut scene whenever you talk with Saki. She tells you Kado is waiting to the east at the stone platform. It's an altar to the god of destruction, and it makes sense why he'd use that as a staging ground to violently wreck time. Saki tells us tonight is for rest and tomorrow for war, and so everyone just kind of chills. Mm-hmm. The next day, you go to regroup, and Karen is missing. Obviously, she's at the fountain, because, you know, why not? 
Yuri goes alone, probably because everyone else can see this event coming. Inside, mm-hmm. she asks how he feels, and again, I think that character change might be a bug, because Yuri's like, yeah, I feel like shit, still cursed, sucks ass, no chance of saving me. And she goes, okay, stay back, because I want to say what I need to at a distance. I love you, and it's why I keep risking my life for you. And, like, now you know. That's good enough for me. Did I you really, though? It was just the <laughs> one time when you went in the Mind Palace. She has also, like, been the person rushing forward to grab him whenever he collapses every time. I guess. Even yeah, in the like, of, like, when, assassinations. And, like, when he's passed out for three days, like, she's the one who's sitting there when he wakes up. Like, you can imagine that she was there the most out of all Look, the party man, members. I sit in a chair all the time. It's not that hard. <laughs> she's sitting in a cave. Oh, What's that do to your back? Mm-hmm. It cannot be worse than this recliner I'm in for my back. <laughs> but in a metal she says she chair. can't be Alice. Jesus and Christ, dude. If, if I don't <laughs> speak up, you were never going to notice. So Yuri yeah. doesn't say a damn word to this in the scene. Ends. Yeah, he does. He still doesn't notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this fucking sucks. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it sucks for Karen as a character because like, okay, good for you. Like, wh- why is it your decision to be like, why do you have to be, you know, settle for being satisfied that I, you know, she just confesses her love and that's, that's all she gets out of it. Like that's, and, and like not even giving him a response is just really lame. Eh. So, uh, the Asuka stone platform is now on the map. Uh, when you go there, you walk in for a cut scene where Kado is waiting for us and he reveals his plan. He will take the world back a hundred years before every idiot who touched a magic book and started fucking with Earth's destiny. Um, I Seems fine. Wrong. Yeah, just, you know what? Fuck go it. Go for it. We're just going to, he's, he's just, he's just going to do, he's, he's going to do a redo, you know? Seems fine. Yeah. World War One was bad. <laughs> yeah. Going to do a control Z on the world. And, Yuri says that uh, he won't allow it uh, because he's going to keep fighting fate his own way with destiny, which is I just really didn't like that line. It was really lame. I have not watched this cutscene. I just immediately turned it off when because we usually uh, end when we can go to the map. <laughs> like the, the tone of this cutscene is like actually pretty good, but some of the lines are pretty weak. And I think that's that's probably the weakest one in there. So anyway, he says, how's he going to fight gonna... with a nearsighted whale? <laughs> Like, incredible, he, he, incredible he, finding Dory jokes that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Never I seen have not it. seen that movie. Nope. <laughs> uh, there's a running gag about how Dory has a destiny, and destiny turns out to be the name of a whale in the aquarium she used to live in, which is actually kind God. of funny. All right, you know that's sure. actually not bad. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. So what he's gonna what he's gonna do? Yuri is going to uh, fight this fate by allowing nothing to change and aggressively holding on to the status quo. So he is a Democrat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say that as a Democrat. Can a Pokemon go to those polls, buddy? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the two nod at one another, and then Kato casts a spell. Uh, spires of rock leap into the sky, and uh, sunlight crosses the horizon. And Yoriwara, the vessel of Yamato, which... They'll just call the vessel in the English version. Yeah, the weird, Jap- the, the weird Japanese arc with wings. We get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's shaped like an ancient brass bell. And this is our final dungeon. Kato tells us that in 108 chimes of this bell, 
time and space will bend before him. And now we supposedly have a hard time limit. Um, now, I don't know if you actually have to go into the dungeon or if you I just left after this cutscene and everything. OK, so was here's fine. the thing about this and why I say you should walk up to the glyph and teleport inside the vessel. There are two separate flags, which is very funny to me. Yeah, nobody knows what the fuck is wrong with the flags right here. But if you leave without doing that, not everything is going to open and nobody knows why they did it that way. What doesn't open if you warp? Because I, I did not warp in and everything seems open to me. Then maybe there's some trigger that's not walking inside that you hit, but something yeah. between cutscene and leaving will keep some things sealed. It's stupid Weird. and no one has figured out what, because nobody has decompiled this entire game. Yeah, strange. It's also just really strange to be like, here's the final dungeon, go into it, and then you can do all the side quests. Like this flagging on, like just sort of signaling to the players that's so odd. And nothing tells you that. That's no, literally the only nothing. thing that makes sense is that if you think about it, it's like, hey, I still haven't gotten all the crests for Solomon's Key, or maybe there's some bouts, or like... This would be a great place for Sarah to show up, right? Yeah. Just to kind of signal that? Because like you wouldn't even have to say anything and just be like, Sarah's there being like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Sarah. Hey, there's more trials. You know, there's more stuff happening. Um, but... No, it's very strange. But, but yeah, yeah, we spoilers, we don't have a hard time limit. This is a JRPG and timers don't begin unless you kill a boss. I would be so pissed if you had to do all these final side dungeons with a timer. For what it's worth, that is one thing I will praise Mass Effect 2 for is that once they say, hey, end game is here. You get two things, and then every additional thing you do starts fucking killing off more of your party. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like, I've never had a game where all my, my shit, all, all those people do not get turned into, like, a juice arrow. That's the thing, yeah. If you, you get two as leeway because there's one character whose personal quest you have to do that late, and mm -hmm. one just as safety... And yeah, all my fucking staff got blendered every time because I didn't you gotta, know that. And it's like, you're going to do all that shit. Of course you are. Fuck you. Yeah, but that's their way of saying, hey, why weren't you doing this all game, asshole? I, I do love game. them Fuck for you. making that choice and never patching it out. That's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wrapping it up, does anybody have any closing thoughts on the penultimate cha chapter of Shadow Hearts Covenant? I'll just go really fast because all I have to say is boo. Yeah, no, like every plot beat here, I just have like huge question marks. Like, why are they doing it this way? Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that Matt, this has a satisfying Matt, conclusion. Matt and Fletch in here with a long form boo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can get in touch with us via Facebook at LightX3. Uh, assuming I haven't deleted it yet, which oh, I yeah. probably wouldn't have. I'm going to delete this and we're not going to we're going to cut that out of the podcast. And yeah, oh, I'm going to leave, no, I'm gonna leave it. I've been making changes to that over the course of the season. I'll, I'll probably uh, delete it after I post the final episode of why? this season. Uh, <laughs> why not? Do you guys have anything to share with the listeners? Um, Boku no stop. Uh, we should be releasing episodes on Cyborg 009 and uh, we're still doing Stardust Crusaders oh. on the um patron only version 
Um, I think that's about it. <laughs> what an incredible turnaround where everyone's like, man, this this season fucking sucks ass. And then we get to three episodes like this is the best shit we've ever seen. It's what's so weird <laughs> is that like the whole rest of the season are like two parters and three parters. Hell yeah. So like, hopefully that means they're good. <laughs> they are. I, okay. Yeah. Because like you there can was get some to really Darby the gambler ones. and not be sold congrats jojo's isn't for you um don't yeah. dude we were all immediately sold on the whole horse thing and then the part where they end where they have a part two style episode in the middle of part three when jojo gets the arm growth mm-hmm. yes what that episode inc- rules what an incredible episode <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh Fletcher. yeah Right now, uh, nothing new going on. Uh, you can pop over to Boku No Stop, where again, Cyborg009. If you're on our Patreon, we have begun releasing... By this point, they'll all be out. We have put out Battlestar Galactic episodes as compliment to Ideon season. You can hear and those for only $1 by going to tentacle.pro. And you can find me over at the Braceball Network, where I am editor and co-host of multiple shows. Oh, this is my job. Hold up. I just tabbed away. Uh, that's all until next time. We'll be talking about Shadowheart. Well, you want to talk about Magmar Sox or no? No. Uh, that's all until <laughs> next time. When we'll be... <laughs> it exists. I would talk about it, but we are unfortunately the this the last episode and the next several episodes will be the legendaries of Gen 3. And legendaries uh-huh. are fucking awful every time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, their their design aesthetic is like and frank for like a weeaboo boys it's a bummer where it's just what? everything is so extreme so cool look at all these fucking tornadoes he makes and shit it's very boring i'm sorry you have to explain that and frank for weeaboos yeah for like weeaboo I, boys like people into shonens i i i don't understand this at all i don't understand how they make a lot of tornadoes comes out what did you think Anne Frank's story was Oh shit, was about? I met Lisa Frank. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! I was about to say, if, if, if Anne Frank could make fucking tornadoes, shit would have gone down very differently. <laughs> I want to live in Chris's version of World War II now. I want to live in a world where Jews actually have magic powers. That'd be great. We are hiding in we're hiding in this attic and then the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Oh my god. That's better than any episode of Magmar Sucks. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh.